This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. You're listening to Bookmark with me, Uma Pagan Ampike Pagan. Now, there is a brand new independent bookstore that's just opened over at Tropicana Avenue that's called Lit Books. It's this wonderful little space with a carefully and cleverly curated selection of books. And it's run by a husband and wife team, both former journalists who have a passion for the written word. I wanted to speak to them about why they decided to give up their day jobs and start on this new venture. So I made my way down over to their store for a quick chat. Hello, my name is Minhan, and I own Lit Books with my wife, Elaine. Hello, and I am Elaine, and I co-own the store with my husband. Perfect. All right, so this wonderful little place. So before I get into why you did that, uh, tell us a little bit about the shop we're sitting in. It's about 1,100 square feet. (laughs) (laughs) So when we finally decided on starting this bookshop, the first thing we went for were, of course, the the books and the authors that we were familiar with. And when we thought about what we wanted to be, we initially felt that we wanted to be a bookshop for serious readers. Right. That meant bringing in titles that were perhaps not easily available uh, elsewhere and uh, a lot of translated works, you know? People with names like Eleanor Ferrante, for example. Yeah. Or Fernando Pessoa. But... Um, because there is... Or there are groups of Malaysians that do want those books and right now, Book Depository, Amazon, they've got to find other sources, right? It's not books that you'll find every day in every bookshop. You're, you're absolutely right. And, but, and, and in fact... These are two titles that we've sold very well on. I mean, we've, we've, we've sold out on Fernando, Fernando Pessoa's Book of the Squire, which is a huge tome, as you know, and not a, an easy read to go through. So there are a selection of Malaysian readers who are looking for something different, something beyond the Dan Browns, beyond the Andy Weirs. And um, although we did not consciously or deliberately stock our books with this target audience in mind, it was definitely something that we thought might work because... We like these books ourselves. But of course, since opening our doors five weeks ago, uh, we've begun to realize that we've become a part of the community around here. Yeah. And we've we've diversified our offering to to cater to the local community. No, I I think you guys are right. Because as a reader, one of the problems that I used to have a lot of the time is that I'd go to any bookshop in KL. And oftentimes it would be exactly the same thing, right? And not that there's anything wrong with it, because I would always find something to read. But on occasion, when I was traveling and I'd walk into an indie bookstore, and suddenly I'm seeing things I've never seen before. But, but this is the joy of the independent bookstore. Because when you, when you have these chain bookstores around, and don't get me wrong, I think that they play an important service to the Absolutely. community. Yeah. Um, they have buyers that buy for the entire chain throughout the country. So, of course, they're going to have similar titles. It's, it's going to be quite cookie-cutter. Uh, for us, on the other hand, um, all the books here are based entirely on Elaine's and my taste in books. Yeah. So, if someone walks in here with overlapping tastes, they're going to love us, love this place. But, on the other hand, if someone comes in here looking for Tim, Rob- Tim Robbins or Dale Carnegie, uh, I'm sorry, but... We won't be able to help you. No, correct. Because, but, but, but there are hundreds of places where you can get Tim Robbins and Dale Carnegie. And I'm hoping that the people who walk in here 
I, you know, I buy myself some Dan Brown too. I like some mindless <laughs> reading from time to time. But I'm hoping, even if they come in here looking for Tim Robbins and Dale Carnegie, that they'll, it's like gateway drug, lie. you end up getting something else that's exciting, like a, I don't know, a comic strip collection of Octopussy and James Bond. You know, something like that, which is very, very cool. Actually, we had something like that happen as well. We had one woman come in and she was looking for, oh, I can't remember, Deepak Chopra or something like that. She wanted something inspirational. Um, and she was a bit disappointed that we didn't actually have that book in store. But we steered her to it. So Naoki Higashida instead. The, um, the reason I jump. And... You know, a little bit of selling on our part. And we were telling her that, you know, this is, this is a really interesting story by an autistic kid who, de- who decided that he could be an author. And sure enough, he's become the bestseller of two really, really well-written books. So I, I love it when things like that happen. Uh, when we can actually, uh, when someone comes to the store and they find something that they didn't know they were looking for. You know, I've had similar dreams of one day just going, giving everything up and opening a bookshop and... I have this belief now that it's not easy. Um, I think we didn't really know what to expect when we started um, uh, because we got a lot of uh, different feedback from from people. I mean, from uh, elation, from surprise to downright, are you crazy? <laughs> well, How- when I walked into the shop, the first day, I remember saying, why both of you don't like my knees? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. That was, yeah, this exact sentiment uh, that we got as well. Um, but it's been nice because uh, we've gotten such warm reception from everyone okay from young and old and and just that delight yes that you see on people's faces when they walk in and they're just surprised to find a space like this at this time during this yes during this time in in uh, in a country an economy whatever else um so we have been taken by surprise by that as well which is not to say that there haven't been difficult days i mean there have been days where it's i don't know there have been days where it's been quieter than... Right, what's a proper simile here? <laughs> what's a good simile? I don't, um, I don't know. It's quieter <laughs> than a theatre of dreams when United loses 2-0 to... <laughs> I'm, I'm a Liverpool fan, by the way. There you go, there you go. <laughs> um, but, and, and of course, we're worried. I mean, and, and it's really too soon to say whether... Or it's too soon to say how sustainable this enterprise is. I mean, we'd love for it to go on. And I'd like to think that the enthusiasm we've seen so far will carry us forward. But... Uh, it's really hard to say, man. Like you said, like you said, we don't like money. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I think about the indie bookshops that I used to go to growing up, even in KL, so there are a few that have lasted for a while now, right? Silverfish, Ramen's had that going, you know, just he's been fighting to keep that going for a long time. You've got Grab Budaya, um, and you've got Fixie as well, Amir's uh, spin-off bookshops from his publishing house. So, that was an interesting dynamic for me because you guys don't have that publishing arm. You are a curated bookstore that's not kind of based around the publishing of books because that seems to be their way to make money. Grabodaya, Fixty, Silverfish. Um, what's that like for you guys in the sense that are you happy to be booksellers or are you tempted by the idea of becoming book publishers? No temptation whatsoever, to, to be honest. Because um, God knows, if you think this is hard. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I think at this moment in time, we, we are just really focused on trying to, to be really good at, at what it is that we're doing, which is namely to curate books and to sell books. Um, of course, we also make a pretty good cup of coffee as well. So that helps. But 
the reason that we haven't really even thought about publishing is because, um, quite frankly, I'm not sure if we have interests in that area. Uh, the, the reason that this bookshop works also is because we both love books. We both love the idea of book selling. We love talking about books to other people who walk, who walk in through the door. Um, will this change in the future? I, I can't say I don't know. It might change. It might not. But as far as we can tell right now, this is what it's going to be. We've had a few customers coming in, coming in asking us if we were going to do e-commerce, for example. Can, will we sell our books online? Hmm. Um, and my answer always is no, not for the foreseeable future, because if we had any resources to invest in e-commerce, I'd rather reinvest it back into this place, into the stock of this physical place instead, because there's no reason for us to compete with all the other e-commerce stores out there right now. Also, yeah, exactly. There are a ton of those stores out there, but what is lacking, however, is as a Malaysian, as a society that doesn't necessarily read, if you walk into a bookshop, it's an incredibly intimidating prospect because you don't know where to start. Even if you walk in going, hey, you know what? I'm going to pick up a book and read it. And I think what you guys do very well is that you immediately approach a customer and you can talk about the books that you're selling, which is absolutely important because bookshops don't do enough to educate customers on what to buy, what's good, what's out there. I know some of them have little cardboard tags with recommendations, but those usually, at the big change, those usually end up being the books that people want to push, right? Um, and so the other thing that you guys have done, which is very, very cool, is you have a website in which you actually review your own book. So uh, I'm writing them as well as, as, as Minhan. And I think uh, because we both are, were former j- journalists, and so um, it just was a natural thing to do. Uh, we didn't even think too much about it. It was just like, yeah, of course we're going to start a blog and write about stuff and, and not just reviews of books, but also just articles like uh, the most recent one is like um, why or rather how literary fiction actually enhances our capacity for empathy. Yeah. Um, so, 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 so articles like this that we, that I guess it's, yeah, it's a throwback to what we used to do in our uh, journalism days. But it's a perfect, it's a perfect marriage and it's a f- perfect combination in that sense because I think by creating a community around the bookshop, it is something that creates a sense of ownership and passion as opposed to an Amazon, which is really nothing more than a marketplace. Oh, I think you're right. I mean, and even in, in these past five weeks, we already have uh, established some regulars who come in here on a weekly basis just to see what's new on our stacks. You yourself are one of them, Uma. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, and, and it's great. I mean, I don't, I don't really even expect them to come in and buy a book every time. They come in here, they have a cup of coffee, they ask me what I have, uh, what I have that's new. I try to sell them something. They'll tell me, you've got to be joking me, Fong. There's no way I'm going to read this. And I say, <laughs> yeah, but I'm trying anyway. Try it. <laughs> yeah, try it. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But all the same, I mean, I think, I think it's nice to have a place where you can you know, like, like, like the Cheers tagline, you know, a place where everybody knows your name. Um, and, and, and that's something that I really enjoy about having this little cafe portion as well. I think the timing works for when you guys decided to do this. I think we probably went through a phase when everyone was really excited about e-commerce and e-books and all of that stuff. And I think it's beginning to settle now. And it feels like, especially when it comes to things like books or vinyl that somehow people want a little more they want an experience that's somewhat more tangible at least i'm finding that as well well i think research sort of bears that out right i mean if you look at what's happening overseas um ebook sales have plateaued um but at the same time though the chain stores aren't really doing very well either no but the independent stores are doing great 
And that's because of the added value that it brings to the, to the book reading community through the interaction they have with their customers, the events that they hold. Uh, and I guess we are trying to replicate the model here. I mean, no disrespect to the existing independent bookshop owners, which I, have, which I think have done a really good job over the years. Yeah. Um, we're not reinventing the wheel by any means. Uh, the only thing different that we're doing is, is we're opening in PJ and we've got a bit of an event space. That's really the only thing different. And we've got good books. <laughs> not to say that we've got bad books. No. <laughs> I keep going back to Singapore. I'm always amazed at how long some of the independent bookstores have survived in Singapore, especially when the big chains like the Kinos of the world in Singapore can offer such cutthroat discounts. And yet, despite the high rent, you know, places like Books Actually, like littered with books. I mean, I think that they have the people who are taking that risk and starting to do it first and then kind of creating that ecosystem and holding true to it. I think that's very important. I think what I've observed with our customers is always that um, they appreciate that personal touch. They appreciate that you go up to them and tell them like, oh, can I just give you a little tour of my place? Can I ask you what book you enjoyed last and what are you in the mood for now? And so on and so forth. They really, really do. I mean, there are, of course, exceptions to the rule, but the majority of people will be like, yes, yes. And they love to engage. And that's, again, something that we, we uh, uh, which is great. It's something that's is very great. So Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not about a hard sell either, right? I mean, I think a lot of Malaysian readers, they would love to read a good book, but they're just not sure what's really going to be suitable for them. I mean, you can read a review on the New York Times, you can read a review on the Guardian, and it's going to be a great review, but it doesn't necessarily apply, it might not necessarily apply to the Malaysian context, right? I mean, I, I know we've discussed this before, where how different really is, or how important really is context to, to the reader. Um, in, in certain cases, a book is just so good and a theme so universal, like Harry Potter, for example. Everybody gets Harry Potter for some anyway. reason, anywhere in the world. But if you look, that's if you took something else, say, I, I don't think anything from Murakami is universally accessible. I think he's in a quiet taste. But Malaysians love him. Yeah. Yes, that is that. But that's an interesting discussion for another time, Uma. Yes, because, <laughs> because I think we also love Hypla. Yes, yes. <laughs> and um, everyone says Murakami is awesome, so I have to buy the book. I don't know if I've read it, but it's just mm. going to be in my shelf. Oh, Lincoln in the Bar, which I love. And I think it's a really good book that everyone should read. But at the same time, I can understand why not everybody will love reading it, especially not Malaysians. Um, because I think it's a very specific context. We're talking about the Civil War in the U.S. We're talking about a very specific loss to a very specific president. I, I'm actually, I actually really like Lincoln stuff. So maybe that's one reason why I really appreciate it. And you need to have a certain sense of familiarity with a little bit of backstory. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And I think that is, that could be difficult for a lot of people. Actually, another book that, that sort of, um, another recent book that sort of falls in that category as well is that Reservoir 13 that we both read. Yes. Uh, similarly, it's, 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 I think it's a wonderful book and I think it's very well written. very clever structure. Very clever structure, absolutely. And it's very meta as well, the way it just keeps you turning the page thinking that this is going to happen, but instead, hey, you know, there's all this stuff going on in the background instead and maybe this stuff in the background is more important. But at the same time, though, I can sort of see how it would take a certain type of reader who would appreciate that sort of ingenuity, which perhaps most Malaysian readers won't have. Uh, I mean, again, don't, I don't want to... No, no, no. I think you're absolutely right. Because I think accessibility um, is, 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 is very important. And if you don't actually... And I don't mean that you shouldn't read books that are inaccessible. But I think 
you need to pegang tangan a little bit for the books that are inaccessible. And I think that's where proprietors come in to try and tell people, hey, try this, you might like it. And, and have a conversation about it. Because I think a lot of people, even when they do read, they've got no one to talk to about it afterwards. And that for me is a huge factor. Movies are easy. We see movies with friends. We go, after a movie, we can all sit down, have a tetare and talk about it. That's not something you can do with books because everyone reads at a different pace. So it's nice to have a space like this where you guys have clearly read it and I can come back and I can be like, wait, actually, man, I hated that book that you recommended, you know? And, you know, I think that's important. Yeah, we've, I mean, we've certainly had some hits and misses. Um, what was that one? Huh? So, so far, okay. La. I mean, all the yeah. ones you've recommended so far, I've kind of liked. Uh, even, even the sexy ones. <laughs> Well, there was this one lady whom, to whom I, re- I, I, I recommended Hong Kong's uh, The Vegetarian. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, and, uh, Which I, won the National Book Award? Or no. I think Man Booker International. Man Asian International Booker, right? No. I don't know. There are so many now. Yeah. Okay. One of those prize, prizes. And, um, and I recommended it to her because she said she was an appetite for, for, for something difficult, something thinky, and she wanted something Asian. So, so, so she got that. And, and she brought it home. She read it, and she, and she came and said, this was actually the saddest and most depressing book I've ever read. Why the heck did you recommend this to me, Fong, and, and, and so forth and so on. I am never coming back here again. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. To, her, to her credit, she actually bought another couple of books from me, right? So. Uh, very good, guys. I know, you know, so I'm I, I just saying, you know, you know, just talking about, I guess, bookshops, yeah. ecosystems and all that. I mean, thank you for doing this because God knows I haven't had the guts to do it. <laughs> so thanks for opening the store. I think, I think you're on to a good thing. Yay. I may not be the best judge so. of these things because I'm clearly biased, <laughs> but I think you're on to a good thing. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Uma. That was Elaine Lau and Fong Min Han. Go check out Lit Books over at Tropicana Avenue. It is truly a wonderful place for book lovers. I promise you will not be disappointed. You've been listening to Bookmark on BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.